Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome to Mosaic. The stories of real estate today is a beautiful November 20th, uh, 2023. And uh, I am, as always, recording from the beautiful Rogue Media Network studios in the Alco building in Waco. And just got a great view here. Uh, a kind of a little thunderstorm, rainstorm went through and it's moving off to the east. And so I'm sitting here looking out the windows uh, of the Rogue Media Network, just looking all over the plains and, of Texas. And it's actually quite beautiful with the sun coming down on the clouds. So it's kind of a nice, uh, a nice day. Well, I'm Mike Nelson. I'm the CEO of Efficient Lending Incorporated. I'm a mortgage brokerage, own a mortgage brokerage uh, here headquartered in, in wonderful Waco, Texas. I'm licensed in, uh, obviously, Texas, but Colorado in Florida as well, and uh, just really enjoying working in those three states. And we have gotten an exciting market update uh, fueled by MBS Highway today. A lot has been happening in the uh, previous couple weeks uh, in, in, in the real estate and the mortgage financing market that we need to talk about, and uh, we need to kind of keep walking through it. And one of the important concepts of these weekly updates that I do is you want to get in the habit of, of kind of repetitive consuming or consumption of real estate and financial markets, because we want to identify trends of what's happening with things like inflation and inventories and labor and employment. Because once we understand those trends, uh, what will happen is we'll get a better feel for what's going on in the marketplace. So it's it's just important to be looking at the trends and kind of consuming this information as we go week to week. But before I get started, uh, I was I was kind of thinking the other day about Waco. And, and if you're coming down and happy Thanksgiving to everybody to visit this great city uh, over the holidays, Waco is obviously known for the silos, but we're also a coffee town. And I, I don't really know why that is, but my guess is, you know, Baylor's a Baptist university, and so we don't have a huge bar scene like you might get at some of the other big universities. But Baylor is, uh, or Waco is really a great coffee town, and there are a number of really good um, coffee restaurants here, but there's one that you got to check out. It's called Biddy and Bo's. And it's near Spice Village. Uh, if you're visiting Waco, you're gonna obviously going to the silos, but you go to the Spice Village. It's right across from the Hilton. And the neat thing about Biddy's and Bows is the all of the frontline staff are employees that have special needs or challenges, and is just a great experience. And it's also a great product. You get really good coffee there. So 
just thought I'd give them a shout out in my podcast, Biddy and Bose. So if you're enjoying all that Waco has to offer, check out Biddy and Bose. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, it's a pretty neat place. So let's get into the headlines from MBS Highway, what's going on in the marketplace. Um, and like I mentioned at the top, we're looking for trends, what's going on. And, and so one of the trends we look at is inflation, because we would expect uh, we're in a high inflation market. And remember that that mortgage-backed securities hate inflation. When I say mortgage-backed securities, I'm talking about mortgage interest rates. So since October last month, MBS, which again is the acronym for mortgage-backed securities, so these are mortgage bonds, that market closed at 98.914. As of this morning when I was working on this uh, update, the market was trading at 101.12. So in, in mortgage bonds or when all bonds, when bonds go up, the corresponding interest rates are going down. So that's been a move of 221 basis points or 2.21% uh, since October 20th. When I caution everybody, when I say 2.21%, there's not a direct correlation to mortgage interest rates. So I'm not saying mortgage rates have come down, but mortgage rates have improved significantly. So as we're looking at trends in the marketplace, I've been waiting to see a potential market inflection that would indicate that, hey, are things getting better? Look, I can't call it out and say right now that, yes, all of a sudden inflation is cracked and interest rates are coming down. I don't want to be that bold. But I'm really excited about watching what's going on in the marketplace on a week-over-week -week basis to see if we are, in fact, past a market inflection and can expect better things to come. So if we are in inflection, what am I looking for each week? Well, I'm looking uh, to see on December 13th, does the Fed pause another rate hike? Because that would mean that the Fed thinks inflation has been curbed. Um, I would be looking for challenges in the labor market. I would be looking for readings from the consumer price index, uh, i.e. inflation, or the producer price index, another inflation metric, to showing a cooling of the economy or a slowdown in the economy. And lo and behold, that's the headline we've got because inflation numbers came out last week. So October CPI is flat compared to December, but the reading was lower than the estimate of a one-tenth of a percent gain. When we annualize that, CPL, consumer price index, CPI, fell from 3.7% to 3.2%. That is close to a two-year low. When we look at the consumer price index, and, and, and it's called the core CPI, that's stripping out food and energy costs, that actually month over month increased two-tenths of a percent. That's primarily due to some in insurance costs. But the annual re uh, reading, if we annualize it, it's down a tenth of a percent to 4%, which is a two-year low. And it's down because gasoline, uh, cost of gas at the pump, you probably notice has come down. Shelter costs, think rent and used car prices have moderated. So the headline number is uh, now at 3.2%. That's down from a peak of 9.1%. And the core is at 4%, which is down from a peak of 6.6%. So in fact, inflation is coming down. And if we have had an inflection in the marketplace, we would like to see those numbers and we do. So that's good. The other uh, measurement of inflation is called PPI, producer price index. So consumer price index is what you and I are paying at, like at the grocery store. PPI is what wholesalers, the producers, people making the manufactured and manufacturing the goods. That had a huge fall. It fell half a percent in October. That's the largest monthly drop since April of 2020. So we're seeing uh, the drop in inflation across the board. 
And then we want to anticipate that would mean the Fed would potentially pause rate hikes on December 13th, which would be another indicator that uh, we can expect, you know, an expansion, hopefully, of real estate. Housing starts, uh, another another piece we need, because as you know, if you're in real estate right now, the housing starts, the inventory is just really challenging. There's just not enough homes. So housing starts rose for the second straight month, up 1.94%. Uh, mostly that's in uh, multifamily units. Single family rose two-tenths of a percent, so that's important. What everybody needs to know, the pace of homes being completed in the United States right now is about 1.41 million homes. And then we back out about 100,000 homes from that because of just aging and homes that just no longer stay on the market. The problem is household formations right now are at about 2 million homes per, uh, per year. So we're forming more homes than we're producing. So that, that would translate to a stable housing market. You hear a lot of talk in the media about housing crashes and things of that nature. And my question always is when somebody is promoting and saying, oh, we're going to have a housing crash, is please tell me what numbers you're, you're that are giving you that indication. Because when you look at just supply and demand, we still are have a much more demand, 2 million formations per year versus the supply that's being produced, you know, somewhere in the 1.14, 1.3 million uh, formations a year. Other headlines that are important, retail sales is suggesting a slowdown. That would be consistent with what we're seeing in the inflation. It, it fell a tenth of a percent it's the, uh, last month. It's the first monthly decline since March. And the other big piece is continuing jobless claims hit a two-year high. So uh, month over month, uh, continuing claims for unemployment benefits rose 32,000 to 1.865 million. That is the highest level since November of 2021. And that is the eighth consecutive week we've seen a rise in continuing jobless claims. So what do we conclude from all that? And, and again, I want to say, I'm watching the yields and I'm watching how the mortgage bond market is producing. And so I would say, hmm, is that an inflection? And if it is an inflection in the market to an improving trend, I want to see inflation come down. I want to see a Fed uh, pause in the rate hikes. Uh, obviously, unemployment is going to be worsening. And those, those, those occurrences did, in fact, happen in the past couple of weeks. So we need to watch it closely and see if that continues. And then we can hope that we get an improvement in inventory. And I think that would bode well for real estate. So those are the things we're watching. And we'll try to make conclusions uh, as to what's happening as we go through time. But that's why these updates are so important is we have to be able to watch and learn and listen and kind of establish trends. All right. So I'm moving on because I like to end my podcasts or my updates on Mondays uh, with kind of my morsel or nugget of information. And I told you last week I was starting a four-part series on stack ranking, kind of my four levers of how you fight uh, cost on a mortgage. And I told you what those four levers are with obviously the interest rate, the term or the length of the loan, down payment and product. And so we stacked ranked probably to a lot of people's shock, but the term or length of the loan, I would say, is the number one biggest weapon we have against fighting cost. And then number two, the second lever I'm going to suggest is down payment if you're buying a house or bringing money to the table if you're refinancing. Obviously, term and down payment are pretty close to being tied for equal of importance, but I'll put the term of the loan is a little bit more powerful than down payment or cash to close if you're refinancing. And the principle that you want to think about is really this. You want to borrow the least amount of money you can, down payment or cash to close on a refinance, 
for the shortest amount of time that you can. If you really use those two levers and you use them wisely, you will fight the cost of your mortgage and you'll fight it much more than you will if you're focused on interest rate primarily. The second piece of this is I like to call this the race to equity. And that race to equity means equity means how much of the home do you own? And so we want the borrower to own as much of the home as they possibly can as quickly as they can. And if we use these two levers, down payment and term, you're going to win that race to equity faster. All right, that's the update for today, uh, November 20th. Thanks again for checking out my content online. I always appreciate it when people listen. And hey, uh, I love phone calls. So feel free to call me if you want to continue the dialogue on any of this information. You can find me at 720-419-3016. I'm on uh, my website at efficientlending.net. Of course, I'm on YouTube at Efficient Lending and Facebook Efficient Lending as well. Thanks again for listening in. Call me anytime and I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us on Mosaic, the stories of real estate. And a big thank you, as always, to Rogue Media Network and their support of this podcast. They're so appreciated. My name is Mike Nelson. I'm the CEO of Efficient Lending Incorporated, a mortgage company located in Colorado, Texas, and Florida. You can reach us at YouTube at Efficient Lending or on Facebook at Efficient Lending. And of course, I always love a phone call at 720-419-3016. Email works as well at mike at efficientlending.net. Efficient Lending Incorporated, NMLS 1876539. And my individual NMLS number is 1314188. As always, thanks for listening to Mosaic, the stories of real estate. And we look forward to connecting with you again on a future episode. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.